Greetings, welcome, hey y'all! And to my peeps, sac passe, I'm Herdeen Mercier, your host of Redefining Grief Podcast. I'm super excited today. Yep, you know why? I am thrilled because I will be answering or putting an episode to a question that I always get. How do I support my friend? Her mother just died. How do I support my friend? Um, She just lost her job. How do I support um, my cousin who just lost the baby? How do I support? I get these questions all the time in my DM. I welcome the questions because it says to me that you are trying to support your loved one in the best way you know how by seeking wisdom. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And then I have this feeling of, wow, some of the things that I do get in my um, DM or groups that I survey and what their experience about grief is. And so today's episode is going to be answering those questions. What does it look like? How do you support a friend that is emotionally shattered right now through some type of grief experience? I will always remind you. If you're new to the podcast, this will be your very first time. Grief is a normal reaction to any loss. Yes, I hope I cleared that up for you. The feelings that you feel, the feelings that you feel surrounding grief is all normal. It's normal. However, it's what you do with those emotions that creates um this question of whether or not you're, you're um, balancing your grief experience in a way that is healthy, but now, you know, sometimes people get into things when they're hurting, maybe drugs, um, that's not good to your body, you know, instead of dealing with it, I call it pacifying behaviors. Um, and so we pacify with different things that are unhealthy. However, if we learn how to embrace grief, I find that you will then seek positive coping skills. For example, I lost a friend, a work buddy, um, due to the coronavirus, broke my heart. And I just remember getting up that Saturday and my way of dealing with it and finding some hope or surrounding it. It's going into my garden, my reflection garden. That's the place I pray. That's the place I kind of gather myself. And that's the place that I plant seeds of hope. um, And that I know God is listening to me. I strongly, he says, if you have faith of a mustard seed. And so to continue that, that belief or to continue that relationship of growing my faith. I literally am a visual learner. I planted a garden. I had my husband, Dr. James and Mercier, the love of my life, plant, um, not just plant, but actually build me two beds, garden beds, so that I can plant my seeds and do my prayers and just talk to God. That is my reflection. At the end of it, we get a wonderful harvest. And when I have these dinners and I pull stuff from my garden, it just makes me feel so good that I took something that could be so sour and planted a seed of hope. And so in today's episode, I will be discussing areas where individuals 
when I read these comments, oh my Lord, I'm shattered. But it motivates me that I still have work to do. I still have to find a way to speak life, speak life to broken hearts that are out there and letting them know, although there it's a mess outside, although their life is currently an emotional wreck, you still have purpose. This is the whole idea of why we're redefining grief. Because I want you to know that your life still has purpose. I know one in some of my darkest time, I thought, God, there's, there's no use. Why, why am I still alive? I questioned that fact. Like, why am I still here? Why? I always get this response. I still have purpose. So no matter the stuff that I've gone through, no matter the dumb decisions that I've made in life that I call wisdom tax now, My life still has purpose. And that's what I want you to know, Grief Crusaders. If you're new to the community, welcome, welcome, welcome. Now for today's episode, I'm going to be sharing um, what some sisters in a group that I'm in. It's a Haitian leadership, Haitian ladies group on Facebook that I'm in. And I just kind of serve their thoughts about what their experience around death is, how were they supported? And I'm going to be reading some of those comments today before I go into the tips. Val says, this adulting life has got me exhausted. I agree. I know been there, done that. I know what it feels like. (laughs) Want to go back to being a child. Val states, in my household, my mother would be the comforter when someone passed away. We grew up in a Christian SDA household, so we were always told to pray about it. I'm an avid believer in prayer, but I also believe God gives us counselors to help us deal with death. By the way, I love your podcast, Herdeen, an eye-opener. Thank you, Val. Yes, I strongly agree with her. I believe, and Dr. J says this all the time, you can have Jesus and seek a counselor too. And so... Who was the comforter in your household? I'd like you to answer that question. Think about it. Really do. Um, greetings. You know, I also have Kim who says, I lost my daughter due to cancer. No one understands losing a child until you have gone through it. Watching my child suffer in pain through chemo radiation was worse than labor pain. The worst thing was, was said to me. Resinel, Bonje give, Bonje takes away. And let me let me let me say it in English so you all can understand. She's basically saying, get yourself together. God gives and God takes away. Someone told her, and she said it was so hurtful to her that anyone would just tell me basically get over it. You know, God gives and God takes away. Um, And she says, please don't say that to any grieving parent when when your kids are healthy and alive. You will never know how it feels to lose a child. I'm so glad there's a grief coach in this group. I am too. Please help educate our folks. And that's what I promise you I would do, Kim. That's what I promise you I would do. And I send my condolences to you. And I'm glad that you've even stated in the comment that you are seeking counsel to help you through this process. I'm here for you. Don't hesitate to contact me if you need. Kat says, 
someone says to her, Marisintu, basically take a belt and and tighten it so that you can be strong. I've heard those words spoken so many times, she said to so many people for so long. I believe any reaction was a sign of weakness. This is until I had to bury some some bury some things, people, and realize those are very tears. Those are very those very tears are what kept me sane. There's power in crying. Um, and I often believe don't allow anyone to police your grief. Allow your grief to be your experience and show your emotions the way you know how. As long as it's not hurting, physically hurting anyone else and yourself, cry it out. Talk to God. He has enough capacity, trust me, to answer any questions that you have, whether it's feelings of doubt, questioning him. Talk to him because at the end of the day, because you ask a question, he said, knock on the door and it shall be open. And when you knock on his door with questions, I strongly believe God answers you back. He does. He answers you back. And so with that being said, I want to go in and let you all know there is power in understanding and knowing how to support someone who's grieving. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast and you are a grief crusader, you've heard me say this time and time again. I believe in creating non-judgmental spaces where broken hearts can be seen, heard, and validated. And so as I give some tips, these are just five quick tips just to um, strengthen your ability in supporting someone who's grieving. There's so many other things that people can do, but I strongly believe in giving you things in baby steps so that you can conquer them. And then want to go and seek more wisdom surrounding that subject because you feel like it is beneficial to you as the person supporting as well as beneficial to the person who's receiving your help. And one of the things that I believe is that one, just listen to their broken heart. Don't provide any advice. Don't try to think of any scripture. Don't try to do anything, especially when it initially happened. Don't beat them down with the Bible at the time. You know, you can be praying in your heart for them. Um, one of the prayers that I like to do or the scriptures that I like to read is first Peter's five, verse seven, throw all your anxiety onto him because he cares about you. And instead of saying you, I'll put the person's name, throw all your anxiety to him, Val. Because at the end of the day, he cares about you. And so that will be my private prayer. But when I'm speaking to them, I am listening without judgment. I am listening without judgment. I'm letting them just say, it's not fair. It's not right. Why me? I am not saying anything. I am not saying, well, you know, when I experienced this, when my mother died or when my brother died or when my cousin lost their job or when I ended or when I went through my divorce, this is what I did. The moment you do that, you negate everything that was said before. 
So it is vital that you just listen, listen, listen. I don't know how else to say, just listen. And the most powerful thing you can say when you're, they're done expressing themselves, they're done getting it off their chest is I don't know what you're feeling like. I don't know how your heart has broken, but what I can tell you is I am going to be here for you in this season. I am going to support you the way you need it to be supported. And if they apologize for crying, you tell them, do not apologize for crying. Crying is normal. Your heart is broken. Give them permission to express themselves. Do that. So provide that time. And remember, there will be a time where you can provide scripture. But initially when it happens, just listen. And now I give this with just sidebar. Note, you know your friend. If you feel like your friend need to hear a scripture in that time, you be the gauge of that. But what I have found is during the initial times or if they're having a flare up, they just want to get what's in their mind out so that they can connect with their heart. I have to remind you that grief is not an intellectual thing. It's an emotional thing. And so you have to deal with the emotion of it, not the intellectual side of it for you to heal. Okay. Number two, don't ask, just do. Don't ask, just do. You know, your friend, you know, your family member, you know, the church member that you're supporting. If you really do know them, don't say, what would you like for me to do? They're in a very dark place. They don't know if they're coming or they're going. They may even be experiencing grief fog. My suggestion is just do. Prepare a meal and bring it over. One of the things that I like to do is wait um, until everyone's gone. Because people go back to living after a funeral. People will go back to living after the initial shock of whatever the grief experience is. And that person is left alone to deal with their emotions by themselves. So I especially like to check up after everyone has gone. For example, after the funeral, the following weeks to come, I'll send a text, I'll call, I will drop by a meal, do something that you know can support that person in that time. I'll schedule, hey, I'm coming over, I'll bring you a cup of soup. I literally just bring something. If I know that they're vegan, I'll go buy something vegan. I'll do something that they like. Or if I know that's something that they enjoy, I will do that. And I will then go and sit with them and listen and allow them to tell stories about their loved ones. Allow them to talk about their hurt and their pain. I see them. I hear them. I see them and I hear them without judgment, without judgment. Number three, Allow them to cry. Allow them to cry. Don't say don't cry. Don't say you have to be strong for the kids. Don't say any of those things. 
Allow them to feel those emotions. Allow them to embrace those emotions. Trust me. The best way what you the best thing you can do is just sit with them and allow them to express it. Allow them to express their emotions. Do not muffle them. I like to say this thing, don't police their grief. Don't. And so those are three of the top things that I really do feel can help you help someone who's grieving. And there's so many other, but you know, I like to teach my community. And I feel like if I give you too much, you might be overwhelmed. Start with those three things. One, listen to the person's heartache without any judgment or advice. Two, don't ask, just do. Make that meal, deliver it. Continue to check up on that individual because grief can be very isolating. They feel alone. They feel like no one understands their pain. And although grief can be personalized and it's your very own experience, you still want to know someone cares. You still want to know someone cares. Number three, allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to cry. Allow that individual to cry. Allow them to express their emotions um, in the way that they know that's healthy for them. You know, I I also read in one of the comments um, earlier that just broke my heart where an individual, she had buried her mom. She was leaving the gravesite and she remembered the and she was just a mess crying, weak, everything. Her knees felt like it was going out. And she said, she said, she heard a voice say, it's not that serious. You're doing too much. Yeah. There's an old saying that says, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. That's when that would apply. If you don't know what to say, don't say it. And I hope in this episode that you can take these three tips and apply them and continue to add. Now I have some great news. And my action step for you today is go visit my website. There is a free book with over 61 tips for you to understand grief, for you to really understand the different experiences people have around grief. 61 tips of powerful wisdom that will help you go to my website, herdeanmercier.com, herdeanmercier.com and go there, get the free book, download it, read it. And I want to hear back from you. What have you learned? What you took away from this, from this episode? How did it help you? The three tips, how are you applying it? Let me know how I can support you grief crusaders. Because I cannot do this work on my own. I am going to need all of us to help and allow people to grieve the best way that they know how. So that they can heal their hearts and allow purposeful living for them. Now, I've given you the free book. I've given you three tips. I've given you some examples today. And I want to hear back from you. How I hear back from you is by leaving a review. By leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts, 
by leaving a review, by connecting, by tagging me on social media, her Dean Mercier. If you see something out there about grief, tag me. I love to learn more about grief and I can't do this by myself. So I welcome all the tags. I welcome all the DMs and the questions because they kind of guide me what I need to do to bring back to our community. Um, Powerful wisdom packed with knowledge that is going to really help us move in a place of purpose instead of running away from the heartache. I'm Herdeen Mercier, your chief grief crusader. I am proud of you. Please take it easy. I know it's quarantine time. Find some, wear your mask. Remember I said, try your best to wear your mask. And that is maintaining your peace for M, A, acknowledging your emotions, S, seek community when needed, and K, know this too shall pass. I'm Herdeen Mercier, your chief grief crusader. Ciao, ciao. And don't forget to get your free resources at herdeemercier.com. Thank you.